man, we've been, we've been uh, in our series called Suppress, and we've really just been digging deep. We've been taking the shovel out, and um, we're just, this is a raw, honest conversation tonight, and I can't be any more excited um, about it. If you guys would just, just join with me in prayer real quick. God, I just, we come before you, and man, we're just so blessed to be here. God, we're so blessed that you care for us, that you long to be close to us tonight. God, I pray that um, as we have an honest conversation, Lord, that your presence would, um, God, really do deep things in our hearts, God, that we would be just ourselves tonight. We wouldn't be afraid of anything else, God. So we thank you, and we invite your presence and your spirit into us tonight. We pray this in the name of Jesus. Amen. So isn't it true, okay, <clears throat> that sometimes we can act tougher than we really are? Like, like there's just this pressure in culture um, that kind of gets, gets us in this spot where we almost need to be like, wow, I have to perform. I have to be tough, and I have to be, um, you know, I have to be the strong person. Um, we have this uh, kind of we had this kind of like pressure since we were kids. I remember when I was younger. Um, when I was younger, believe it or not, I wasn't as tough looking as I am now. Um, you know, the muscles, I, I didn't have that when I was younger. So I know it's hard for you guys to swallow, but uh, that's true. Um, when I was younger, I was a small blonde child. Um, I had buck teeth. And uh, I remember some girl in my church called me a buck tooth boy once. It was scarring. No, it was. It was scarring. Um, but uh, so anyway, so that, that was me growing up. And I was a nice kid, you know, I was like, oh, yeah, was, you know, I was, was kind of. And my friend Frank growing up, my friend Frank in his fifth grade, um, my friend Frank was tough. He was, he, no one, you mess with Frank? Whoa, 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 you got Frank mad? That, that's, that's how it was. Um, so Frank, being my, my best friend and all the time, was like, I'm going to help you get tough. I'm like, sick. So it was the time when uh, wife beaters and uh, the dyed blonde hair look cool. Um, I already had the blonde hair, so he gave me a white feeder, and we rode our bikes around town. We were, we were mad tough, and um, so we thought. Uh, but here's, here's where the story starts to take a turn. It starts to get a little girly. Um, the next scene is us in the mirror, and he's like, dude, you need to have a tough face. And like, we're, so he's like sitting sit in the mirror, and I'm like trying to make this tough face. And he's like, no, 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 it's not tough enough. Like when people come up to you, you need to give them that face, you know? And we're sitting here as fifth graders. This is how embarrassing. And mom, dad, I know you're here tonight. If you walked in on that, that would have been so weird. <laughs> but here's the thing. That it's, isn't it true? It's so true tonight that ever since we were so young, that there's this, this thing that needs to get put inside us, that we need to be tough people. Guys, God forbid you open up. God forbid you share and you're sensitive. You get made fun of so hardcore. Like, you're just like, yeah. Like, I remember even when I was in, in, uh, in high school, I go up to some, like, it was like my birthday or something. It was sad, too. It was my birth, sad stories tonight. My birthday. Um, I'm just like, I'm really upset for some reason. And um, one of my friends comes up to me, and I'm like, dude, I was like, man. He's like, what's wrong? I'm, like, I'm just upset. He's like, Yo, you're lame, bro. And he walks away. I'm like, what? It's my, you know, so there's this pressure that we get from culture. That guys, you know, us guys, we open up, man, forget about it. We get it's just looked down upon. Girls, um, you cry one couple of tears, your label is an emotional girl, you know? And, and, and at the same time, there's so much of a pressure. You've got to be a strong woman. You've got to go out. You've got to perform, you know? And, and there's, it's equal pressure for if you're a guy or a girl tonight. Then in our culture, it's just, man, any form of weakness is just not welcomed. So, Again, we are in our series, Suppress, and what we've been talking about is we've been talking about in, in, the, in the face of culture of dealing with our hurts. And the tendency, because of how we're raised, because of the, the, the things that we've been taught ever since we were younger, um, is to, instead of dealing with our hurt, it's to push it down. It's to suppress it. It's to, it's to ignore it. It's to pretend that it's not there. 
So the real question that we've been asking throughout this series is, are we dealing with the hurts in our life or are we suppressing them? Are we dealing with um, the, the deep issues, the things that we, that we don't even want to think about? Are we dealing with those things or are they buried so deep inside us? Ryan said something really bold the first time he preached this message. He said that no one in this room is exempt from hurt. That, that everyone in this room currently right now has hurts in their life that need to be healed. And I remember sitting there um, when he first preached it, this was at our youth group, and I remember thinking, that, that's really extreme. But the more and more I think, the more and more I pray, the more and more I talk to people, God has been showing me time and time again that that statement is, is unbelievably true, that there's not one person in here, myself included, that doesn't have hurts in our life from when we were younger, from, from last week, 20 years ago, however old you are today, it could be from the beginning of your life to now. I mean, there, there could be so much hurt that, that, that is undealt with and that we need to deal with tonight. I was uh, sitting with a friend, um, a, a neighbor of mine. Uh, he's 35 years old. La- uh, last week, I went out to lunch with him and he was telling me of a time that he had a report card when he was a kid and said, mom, look at this. And she just looked at him and said, this is garbage. And, and the, the emotions on that guy's face, even though he's 35, even though it happened when he was a kid, I, I almost pictured him as a child. In that same moment that you, that you were able to see that that hurt from back then still exists 20, 30 years later. So guys, it's important tonight to realize, man, that, that every single one of us in this room, that none of us are exempt from this. And last week, man, Ryan really set us up good. Or two weeks ago, because Irene came to visit and that was a lot of fun. Uh, not really. Uh, for a lot of you guys. Um, but he left us with this. He said, let God open your whole heart so he can heal it. That's what he left us with last night. I mean, last, last time he spoke. And man, that is an amazing concept. And the reason, and Ryan also said something interesting. He said that the reason why we bring up our hurts is not to rehash the hurts, but it's to deal with them. It's not to bring up the, the hurts in our life and, the, and the, the terrible situations in our life just for the sake of bringing them up. No, no, we're bringing them up. So we can deal with them. So we can see them healed. So that, that they won't define us anymore. I think about toddlers. Um, toddlers, they have this right. Um, since I don't have any kids, I, I use, I'm going to use Landon as an example. That's Doug's, Doug and Kelly's uh, awesome kid. Um, he's young. He's the youngest of the Jansen trio, uh, if you will. And um, you'll see this in any toddler. The toddler, you know, they're, they're playing, they're in the backyard, they get made fun of, they fall down, they scrape their knees, it's sad, they start to cry. They run to their father, they run to their mother, they run to Doug Kelly, and, you know, Landon cries a little bit, and then this is what you'll see. Ten minutes later, the, the kid that was hurt will, will be outside playing with the people that hurt him. Ten minutes later, that the kid is, is, is just, he mourns, he cries, he gets over it, and he moves on. And see, the, the problem is that we kind of grew up because I don't think we're in diapers anymore. Uh, we kind of grew up and we unlearned this concept. Whereas toddlers, they get hurt and, and they, they, don't, they don't run from their wound. They, they don't try to hide from it. They don't try to pretend it's not there. They deal with it immediately. They, they, they run, they say, I need help. I need healing from this. And they get healed and they're back, <laughs> back running around. And see, and this is, and as I was praying and thinking about this message and saying, God, like, how, how do we talk about hurt tonight? This is where I see our problem lies. Our problem is this, that, that God is healer. 
that God is the only one that can heal the deepest parts of us, that um, wherever you find yourself on the spectrum, if anyone in this room said, you know what, I, I got over that situation, I was, I'm fine now, I believe that that's because God's grace was on you and healed you and got you through that situation. So God is healer. God, last week, Ryan was talking, he was saying God desires to be with, the, with those of us who are brokenhearted and, and low in spirit, that God desi- desires to be with us. So the question here tonight is, does God, is not that, oh, does God not want to heal? No, he does. But the question more so in lies is then why are there so many broken people? When we walk outside these doors, why is there so many people hurting? And even in here, if we were to be honest, there's some of us tonight that feel this in our hearts right now, man, I am broken and I'm sitting in church. And the reason why I believe that this has happened is because we've unlearned the concept of, of what little kids have right. We became, what we, we grew up and became, in, most, in my experience, is that we became children that hurt themselves or, or get hurt in life and refuse to deal with their wound. We become children that that, you know, where there's a big gash and, and what we do is, is we try to ignore that it's not there and the, and the big cut on our leg, you know, and we, we go through life and we're limping and before you know it, it turns to an infection and, it, and, it's, and it's destroying our whole lives. So tonight, I, the battle is going to be this. It's going to be us just being and having an honest conversation. Us looking at our hearts, inviting God into it, inviting God to come and find the, the deepest hurts inside us, speak truth into them and heal them. Because so many times we're trained in this culture to run away from that which is inside our hearts. So what I want to do tonight is this. I want to talk about four responses. Four responses that you and I have when it comes to dealing with hurt in our life. The first response is someone who would like to call an actor. Actor is someone who, you know, they'll pretend, they, they deal with their hurt by pretending that it's not there. That's, that's kind of how they run with it. That's kind of how they, de- they deal with it, by running away, by involving themselves in whatever. By pretending it doesn't exist. Someone comes up to you and says, hey, how are you feeling? And, and you can just be like, I'm doing good. Things are great. And you just lie through your teeth because you don't want to acknowledge that as an actor. I think about uh, Heath Ledger. Um, how many of you guys saw The Dark Knight? If anyone in, did not see it, that is your homework for the week. Um, the Dark Knight is an awesome movie. Um, but there's been controversy because Heath Ledger passed away, unfortunately. And um, so, so many people said that the part killed him. Um, and, and he actually told reporters, he said that um, when he was playing The Dark Knight, that he told reporters that I slept an average of two hours a night, my mind was racing, and it was crazy. So he was telling reporters that, and unfortunately, he passed away. But I think what we can learn is if if he was being an actor, the part that he was playing shouldn't have affected his real life. You know, if he's just pretending to be that, it it should be completely separate from his real life. But we see that there's a crossover, that somewhere along the lines, he got reality confused with pretend pretend land. And see, actors, when we kind of, we fall into the same category, when we pretend that our hurt's not there, when we refuse to deal with it, we kind of brainwash ourselves into thinking that the hurt doesn't exist. And, and when we, we walk around as people who, you know, as, as years and years and years go on, we have no, maybe tonight you're sitting here in this seat and you're saying, great, he's talking about hurt. You know, I, I, I don't have to listen because I feel fine. Tonight, could it be that the hurt is so very deep inside yourself that you don't even know that it's there? That's an actor. That's one way to deal with it. The second way um, is someone I like to call acceptors. And, uh, and what you do is um, you kind of treat life like it's your shoes. Um, 
if that makes any sense. Um, when you first buy them, they're mad white. They're, they're really clean looking fly. I got compliments on these today, by the way. Um, and I got them a couple months ago. All right. Um, but the thing is this, what you believe is that you, you believe that, okay, well, you know what? When, my, when these shoes get dirty, I'm not going to care and think about me going out in the rain. I'm just going to do it. And, and likewise, the acceptors, what you do is you say, you know what? What has, made, what has been blotched up, what has been dirty cannot be made white again. And, and, and you would you'd probably sit here tonight and you would look at me and you say, Andrew, you know, this is a great message. I just wish you hit me with it a couple years earlier. Um, because see what happened, Andrew, is this, is that life happened. This person hurt me, whatever it may be tonight. And they dealt me a wound. And, and, and the wound ran deep. And see, the problem is, Andrew, that the wound scarred over. And, and there's just nothing that can, that can happen. I'm just, this is who I am. I will always be a result of what that person did to me. I will always be a result of what that negative word. I will always be defined by what happened when I was younger. And you accept the unacceptable. The next um, way to deal with it is, is unloaders. And unloaders, you're, you're, you're quite interesting. Actually, you kind of make the name of the series a little confusing because you're so willing to talk about your hurt. Man, you'd run up to the mailman and be like, hi, mailman, I struggle with murder. <laughs> the mailman's like, I need to change my route. I need a restraining order. <laughs> I like the dogs. They're a lot easier to handle than this guy. He's too honest. But see, unloaders, what you do is you talk about your hurt and you'll talk about it with anybody. You'll talk about it with, with people you just met and you'll, you'll, you'll spill, spill out everything and they'll go, whoa, whoa, calm down. What's your name? You know? And the problem is that that's all you do. And that the hurt never gets dealt with. Last category, a little hope, is because what I like to call is responders. And responders, and those, that's those of us in this room that are just raw and honest with where we're at. We don't try to put on a show we just say, man, I'm broken and I need healing. And I'm going to go to God for it. I'm going to talk to who I need to talk to. And I'm just going to allow him to do it. Now, here's the thing. A responder isn't better than anyone else. No, you know, the point of this message, I don't want it to be a mystery to you, is that no matter what category you fall in, and it, maybe if labels kind of intimidate you, guys, whatever, I want us to be a people tonight that will be in this fourth category. I want us to be people that are going to say, you know what, I'm not afraid. To, to, to deal with these hurts in my life, that I'm going to allow God to heal the deepest parts of me because I know that, man, when I'm made whole, that, that's, that's a great life. That I don't need to be defined by my hurt. Now, maybe you're sitting here saying, all right, well, Andrew, why do we need to talk about this? It, it happened in the past. It's years ago. It, um, it's over with. Why are we going to bring it back into 2011? Um, a really silly example was this. Um, Ryan spoke, um, suppressed part one on a, on a Friday night at Green Room. And that Sunday, um, you know, I was, I was getting ready to preach this, the second part or whatever. And so I was thinking a lot about this stuff. So we were hanging out with a few friends. And after service uh, on, a, on a Sunday night, we, we went, back to, went back to my house and we played the game Mario Party. How many of you guys know what Mario Party is? If you don't, a lot of you do. You're lying. Those of you who didn't raise your hand, you're lying. Uh, if you don't, if you don't, I don't mean to offend you. I'm sorry. Um, but... Um, it's, a, it's like a, basically, it's like a board game that you could play on, on video games. Um, so I'm terrible at video games. So I'm in first place. I'm Yoshi. And he's jumping up and down. He's doing his thing. I'm, I'm in first place. I'm so stoked. Like, I, I never do good. And then, and then, okay, I start to lose, and they start to, and then I get into third place. And then all my friends, they, they start to think, this is going to be funny. Let's continue to steal stars. Let's continue to steal coins from the third, the person in third place. I'm, I'm, I'm no, I'm no longer. 
longer a threat. Why are you going to pick on me? You know? And so, you know, I'm little Yoshi and I'm struggling. They're just, they're all coming around and, you know, ganging up on me and stuff. Um, I started to get really mad. Like, like to the point where I just threw the controller on the ground and I let Yoshi just go off the mat. That's pretty accurate, right? <laughs> the six o'clock was like, what did he just, what noise was that? And anyway, so I'm furious. I'm just, I'm mad. And like, to the point where I almost cursed. Like I, I'm like, I started to say it out loud and I just like, and I just brought the words back in. I look around, you know, and yeah. Oh my gosh. A preacher cursed almost, uh, you know, so then everyone, so everyone leaves and I'm thinking to myself, God, like, why am I getting so worked up over this video game? You know, it's like, who gets mad at video games? Uh, okay. Well, you know what I'm saying? And I'm just saying, you know, and I really felt like God started to speak to me and say, Andrew, he reminded me of a time in my life. He said, Andrew, when you were younger, your group of friends, remember? Yeah. They would always make fun of you. They would always pick on you for no reason, no logical reason. They, they would just, you would, you would start to speak and then they just mock you. That anger that you felt when you were younger, you're bringing that into today. And I remember thinking to myself, Wow. Because my friends, I mean, I actually, I, I preached and they were like, Andrew, don't tell that story. You feel terrible. And I'm like, no, it's, it's, you guys were being fine. It was me. And see, the thing that we need to realize tonight is that our hurts will show themselves in our lives in other ways if we don't deal with it. Maybe tonight you can't identify a hurt in your life. Maybe tonight you can't say, well, I, I don't know where to begin. But I think every single one of us, we have maybe Achilles heel, something we struggle with, Right? For instance, maybe some of you are like, man, Andrew, you know what? I, I don't know about the hurt thing, but I, I have a temper. Man, Andrew, I can get, I just get so, like when someone, like when something doesn't go my way, I just want to rage, you know? Like I just want to break someone in half. And then at the end of the day, I'm just like, why am I freaking out? Maybe tonight it's, it's something different. Maybe you're like, I can't even go through life without having a pure thought. I, everything I think about is just so messed up. Maybe tonight it's, it's, it's I'm just greedy, I have so much greed in my life and I don't understand what, how to get it out. Or, or maybe it's depression, maybe out of nowhere. You just get in these depressed moods and you have no idea why. Guys, could it be? The undealt with hurts that are in, in, deep inside us. Showing themselves in other ways. See, so many times we come to church and we hear, you know, don't do this, don't do that, don't do that. And, and I believe that God sets it up because when you you know, follow these things. It's the greatest life you could possibly live. But so many times we're so focused on the branches of a tree when the root is, is just our hurt. When that, that most of our sin struggles that we have, they're symptoms of a bigger cause, I believe. We neglect the root and we just trim the branches. So guys, what is at stake tonight is this is that even though our hurt is in the past, if it's still undealt with, it's going to come into our future. It's going to try to define our today. It's going to try to define your tomorrow. So it is crucial that, man, we just have this honest conversation. We take out the shovel and we're ready to dig deep tonight. And tonight, you don't have to be afraid because God is the one who's going to help us through this. So if you have your Bibles, um, if you can turn to Mark 10, verse 46. And this is a really awesome story because... There, Jesus encounters a blind man. And in this, we can see that our human responsibility in it, and we can see God's heart and what God does. 
So I think tonight it's a really cool way to look at it. So just a little background information. Jesus with a huge crowd of people, and most of these, these people in the crowd are, are Jewish in the time. And, and back in that culture, what they believed is anyone who was blind was a sinner. That, that either, that either um, you know, their parents sinned or they sinned when they were younger, and that's why they're blind. So Jewish people looked at blind, you're, you're just a sinner. And on top of that, because blind people couldn't work, they had a, they had a beg. So they're on the lowest economic um, you know, shelf here, and they're dealing with, with all this rejection. So if anyone knows what it feels like to be rejected, what it feels like to be just kind of put to the side, have hurt and how to deal with it, it's going to be this guy. So tonight, just knowing that background information, we're just going to dive in. Mark 10, verse 46. Then they came to Jericho. As Jesus and his disciples together with a large crowd were leaving the city, a blind man, Bartimaeus, was sitting by the roadside begging. When he heard that it was Jesus of Nazareth, he began to shout, Jesus, son of David, have mercy. So he's like, man, Jesus is here and I need to do something about it. So he starts screaming, Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. Man, just think about that. We have Jesus, we have his, his 12 disciples, that's 13 people and a large crowd. I almost picture it's this room times like three. That's how many people. Now, imagine if I were to just pick one, one of you guys out of here and say, stand up. Hey, tell us your problems. How intimidating would that be? You know, and this guy, he just doesn't care. He just, he stands up and says, have mercy on me. I have issues. That's crazy, right? <laughs> how many of you guys, um, as we think about this concept, how many of you guys have re- reoccurring dreams? Does anyone? And a reoccurring dream would be something like this, like kind of like your legs are really heavy and you're just, I can't, and you're trying to run. There's a monster chasing and you know what I'm saying? You know, that kind of dream. Um, I have reoccurring, a reoccurring dream and it, and it goes something like this. Um, if this is your first time at Collision, um, I normally don't speak. I'm, I'm a worship leader here, so I play guitar a lot. And um, I have dreams that I'm up here. I'm leading worship. I'm leading the music. Something goes wrong. The amps. The amps are gone. Someone stole the amps. Who stole the amps? You know, Ryan, he's yelling into the mic. Ryan, why are you yelling into the mic? He were doing a song that, that we didn't practice. I, I can't see the words on the screen. And, and I don't even know the words. We're doing some unforeknown song. And there's, there's, you guys are booing. You're leaving. You know, my pants are gone. I'm like trying to cover my pantslessness with the guitar. And none of you guys notice. I'm thinking, do I stop leading worship? Do I keep going? You know, and Wow. Every couple of months, I get that dream. I wake up. I wake up. Good. Thank God, right? Now, if you know me well, I'm a perfectionist. I I like to do things as perfect and as as excellent as I can. So it's not a shock tonight, um, even when I think about this, that I have dreams of failure. I have dreams of, of messing up. And I believe tonight that, that that gives us insight into our human condition is that you and I, we're afraid to be exposed. We're afraid of, of people, people knowing what's going on in our life. We're afraid of, of them seeing our weaknesses and then judging us on it. You know, and as I think about this, actors, man, it, it's the temptation tonight is just to pretend that it's not there. And I say this in the most loving way possible, and I'm not trying to be judgmental. I'm just being honest because I could do this too. That a lot of times we are just posers. A lot of times we pretend to be people we're not. A lot of times that, that we, you know, oh, I'm tough. I can handle life. But inside you're a scared person hiding behind your hurt. Man, and, and people would look at you and, and you would just kind of push them away and say, man, I can handle it. And you, you look down on anyone who, who is free with their emotions but inside, man, the, the only thing that makes you tough is nothing. Because you're afraid. 
And I don't say that as in condemnation. I say that like, hey, I, that's me. I can do that. Man, I am afraid to be honest sometimes. I'm a, and guys, it's our culture we live in. There's nothing to be ashamed about tonight, but we need to just call it as it is. We would never be like this blind man. We would never stand up and say, I need help. Unloaders, what you do is, man, you, maybe you would be like this blind man. And you'd shout it, but the problem is that's where, it, that's where it ends for you. So tonight, as we just continue to go, well, let's see what happens. Because when we run from what's in our hearts, guys, we're living a lie. And see, tonight, God wants to speak truth into the many lies that, that, that we've been spoken into, that, that, that have been spoken into us over the years. So we have the blind man. He's, with all, he's in front of all these people. They're, 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 you know, he's screaming out, son of David, have mercy on me. And this is what happens in verse 48. Many rebuked him and told him to be quiet. So just picture this. There's a huge crowd of people. Jesus is leading them. They're walking. And these people are like, you know, some of them are looking at him. Shut up. You're a sinner. You're not good enough. You know, you got what you deserve. Don't bother the good teacher. And how many times, and if, again, if you're new to Christianity or you're just kind of searching this out, if Christians have ever treated you like that, I just want to apologize. Because this is not the right response whatsoever. But so many times, man, we listen. People rebuke us, say, shut up, don't worry about it, move on, get over it. And, and maybe in good conscience we try, but really inside there's so much hurt within us. And acceptors, what you do is you do something very different than any of the other people is you listen to your wound. You allow the words that were spoken negatively about you when you were young. Man, you're just, you're just a failure. You'll never amount to anything. That relationship that broke up and that, that, that you were so vulnerable and they, and they just hurt you in such an amazing way that you never thought you could be hurt and you can never feel the pain that you felt. And you walk away from that saying, man, I am, I'm worthless. Guys, that our hurt tries to define us. And the problem is that when we're someone who accepts it, we, 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 we listen to it. Yeah, I am a failure. Yeah, I am not good enough. Yeah, I'm not pretty. Some of the prettiest girls I know look in the mirror and think they're ugly. I don't get it. Guys, it's because of the lies we've been fed our whole life. And see this, no matter where we find ourselves tonight, when we get hurt, when, when something happens in our life where, we, man, we got wounded so hard that what we try to do is we try to build a wall to protect ourselves. Man, someone comes in with a knife, stabs it in our heart, and we're like, wow, that's not going to happen again. I will not let this happen again. And what we do is, is we build walls for ourselves. We build our walls up with other people. And as we get a little psychological tonight, I just want to talk about this concept. It's called an inner vow. And we create these things called inner vows. And what they are is this. An inner vow is a, is a promise or statement that we make as a result of the negative expectations that we have in our hearts. So for me, man, anytime I opened up in front of my group of friends, man, I, I just be myself. They would turn the joke around on me and, and embarrass me in front of everybody. Anytime I was in a big group of people, um, they, I would just get mocked. I remember uh, my, my best friend growing up, him and I, we made this sick movie of us just running around being silly. And I remember my friends, they got a hold of it once and they had a huge party and they played it on. They put it on. And, and where, whereas most of my real friends really like, thought it was hilarious, they used it as a tool to mock me. So that I would be walking through my high school and people would be quoting me 
from this movie that I made and mocking me about it. So I learned very fast that, okay, the interval that I made sounded something like this, like, when I am myself in front of people, they will mock me, they will embarrass me. So therefore, I will not be myself in front of people. I will hide and be quiet. Maybe tonight your experience is completely different. Maybe it, it goes something like this. Man, I, I was vulnerable to someone. I was vul- Andrew, I was vulnerable to someone and they hurt me. So therefore, I'm going to hide my emotions. My honesty, Andrew, has blown up in my face. So therefore, I'm just going to lie. I'm just going to exaggerate because I never want to be in that situation again. Andrew, I've experienced so much loss in my life, so therefore I don't want to get close enough to anyone to experience loss. People have backstabbed me, Andrew, in the past, so therefore I'm not going to trust people. My mom, my dad, my parental guardian ran out on me when I was younger, when I needed them the most. So therefore, I must not be worth it. I must not be valuable. Do you guys see how we can create these walls to protect ourselves? But really what it's doing is putting ourselves in a prison. And that our hurt tries to define us. And it's it's like a rope around our neck choking the life that we have out of us. I think of it like this. Think of a valley. And every interval that you and I cre- make in our hearts to protect ourselves is like throwing garbage into this valley. And then, and then the, the, the years and the months pass and, 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 and soil gets over that garbage and keeps going, keeps going, keeps going. And so we create a lawn and we put a beautiful house on top of it. So the outward appearance of our hearts is, is, is a beautiful lawn and a beautiful house. But deep down under the soil, there's all this garbage. Guys, tonight, man, there's, there's stuff deep down inside of us. That we may not even know is there because we're, stu- we're too busy st- standing on the lawn. And guys, tonight it's, it's important that we take out the shovel. We become honest, man. We start digging deep. It's going to make a mess. I promise you that. But the soil of our hearts will be so much more richer. We will be whole people. So tonight it's so important that we allow God to help us to search these things out. Say, God, help me with this shovel. I can't dig this alone. Help me and get, and we, we find this garbage, when we find this hurt, when we find this inner vow that I've created. God, that you would heal me of that. God's willing tonight. But we're refusing sometimes to acknowledge like that toddler. We run. Let's learn from the blind man who doesn't. So we have this, this heart-wrenching scene, a huge group of people, they're mocking him. They're saying, shut up. You're not worthy enough to talk because that's what they believed. So he has a decision. He could listen. He could say, you're right. He can allow his hurt to define him and walk away. What he does is something I would love to do. He does this, He's, but he shouted all the more. Son of David, have mercy on me. So this guy is screaming. I can see, I can imagine these people are probably yelling, speaking to him, um, saying, you know, leave, leave, leave. And he's shouting louder. And then something crazy happens. Something crazy for this time. Something crazy for this, this time and culture. I can see all the people are walking by and, and, and he's screaming louder. And then what happens is, it says this in verse um, 49. Jesus stopped. Everyone's bumping into each other. Why, why are we stopping? 
Oh, he's going to, he's going to, they're, they're probably thinking, you know, man, we're really, get, we're going to really impress Jesus by, by telling this guy to be quiet. He's gonna, Jesus is going to be so proud of us that we told the sinner to shut up. That's what they're probably thinking. Jesus stops. They're all bumping into each other. And then Jesus turns and says, call him. The commentaries say the word, when he said, call him, it was a rebuke to the people that were standing around and said, how dare you? Basically is what Jesus said. It was, how dare you? call him so the people kind of became really hypocritical all of a sudden so they called to the blind man cheer up on your feet he's calling you suddenly they're all happy you know they're probably really embarrassed hypocrites right and this is what happens in verse 50 throwing his cloak aside man putting away his pride putting away his fear and that's, that's so much what this is. God wants to heal us, but we're afraid to deal with our hurt. Putting aside his pride, his fear, he jumps to his feet and, come and came to Jesus. And guys, this is a crazy scene because it is amazing in this time and culture that a rabbi of great respect would summon and take time to talk to a lowly beggar. That, that these people are probably blown out of their minds. Why? What? And guys... God's heart tonight is this. God, the truth about God is he lives in a high and a holy place that he is so different from us. Yeah, we are created in his image, but he's just so holy. He's so perfect in everything that he does. But yet, he longs to be close to us. He longs to be close to those who are brokenhearted, close to you guys. Some of you who, who've had tough, tough, tough situations that God doesn't look at that and is not, he's not intimidated tonight. He's not like, oh, wow, that, that hurt in their life I can't deal with. He's saying, no, my desire is to be with you. My desire is to be close with you. And we see Jesus doing this. 51, he asks, he says, what do you want me to do for you? Jesus asked him. It's incredible. The Jewish people are looking at him and saying, wait, you're going to ask this, you're going to do something for this guy? He's a sinner. You're not supposed to do something. What, what do you, Jesus, what are you doing? And the blind man, with hope in his eyes, I, he got just pictures. The blind man said, Rabbi, I want to see. Rabbi, Rabbi, I want to be made whole. Rabbi, I don't want to be an actor anymore. I don't want to pretend that my hurt doesn't exist. I don't want to allow it to define me. I don't want to accept it in my life and say, oh, this is who I'm going to be for the rest of my life. I'm always going to be a result of this, of that. Rabbi, I want to see. I want to be made whole. And here's the answer tonight. Jesus says, go, said Jesus. Your faith has healed you. And immediately he received his sight and followed Jesus along the road. Man, I wonder how stupid those people around him felt. Man, he just healed this guy. They, they definitely had a reality check in their hearts that day. And here's the thing, guys. It doesn't matter who we are tonight. Whether you feel close to God or extremely far away or you're, you're still checking him out. That God desires to be close with us. God desires to heal us. God desires to take away these hurts and these pains that are trying to define us. We all have that we can be made whole by the one who is whole. And tonight, what, what I want to do is I just, I just want you to capture this. If you're not going to capture anything, capture this. It's this, that our hurts don't define us when Jesus redefines us. Our hurts don't define us when Jesus redefines us. 
so many of you, uh, of you guys, and, and me included, we can almost remember the time and the place. What the person was wearing, what they looked like, the expression on their face. When they said that, when they did that, whatever it may be tonight, we can remember that certain situations in our lives of the words that people spoke or, or the words they didn't speak or the things they did or the things they didn't do. We remember the time and the place. And maybe tonight you're shaking in your seat thinking about it. I don't even want to think about that. Why are you bringing it up? And that, that word that was dealt to you, that harsh word that still is in your heart right now. Man, someone just said something so mean, so degrading to you. And, and, you, still, and you feel like that is hanging over your head. Like that's, your, that's the definition of who you are. The beautiful thing here tonight is that that doesn't have to define you anymore. Because the thing is, the blind man knew something that we didn't. Is that he knew that he was looking at these people and say, you've been trying to define me. You've been trying to say, but, but your opinion doesn't matter. Who, the only opinion that matters tonight is Jesus. Because he's the only one that can heal us. He's the only one that can change us. He's the only one that can, that can bring us to a point that's way different than we're currently at. So guys, tonight, those words... That experience, whatever it may be tonight, that no longer has to define you. Because there's a God that wants to redefine you, that wants to pour his love on you. That doesn't consider you a sinner and untouchable, but he says, no, no, no. My desire is to be close with you. Jesus rebuked those who thought they were righteous. He said, what are you doing? Tonight we have a father that wants to heal us. So where does this leave us tonight? I can't be any more happy that <laughs> this message, because Doug went away on vacation, lands in between the Holy Spirit series. We've been doing a, spirit, uh, a series called um, Talking About the Holy Spirit. And um, Doug went away on vacation, so we, we broke and we did this. And then we're going to go back to that next week. And I, and I think it's so biblical, if you will, um, that, that, this, that this is right in between. Because I believe tonight everything I'm talking about... It, it's impossible without God's spirit moving in us, healing our hearts. That, that as we just say, oh, God, come in. God, help me. God, show me what is going on inside my heart that you can heal it. God, that we don't have to do this alone. Again, we are not holding that shovel by ourselves tonight. We have a loving father who is willing to walk us through step by step. So tonight it starts as this. It starts, maybe you need to ask the question, God, I don't know where to start. God, look, what's in my heart? What do you want to heal? What do, we want, what do we want to start with? And then once you find that man, it's just as simple as saying, it mattered. I had someone last service come up to me and she's like, I think her 50s or whatever. And she comes up to me and says, man, Andrew, when you said that story about the, about the report card that reminded me of my graduation when my father looked at me and, and, and said he was displeased with who I am. Some 50-year-old woman, last service. She's like, and I realized that that defined me in every single moment. And anytime I got criticized by anyone, that that moment defined and how I would receive it and how I would take it in. Guys, tonight, if we just start looking deep and we allow God to heal these things in us, man, I wonder how different our relationships will look. I wonder how whole that we will be. Guys, as we look into our hearts, we look at these inner vows. We say, God, I created this, this, this wall. And if I believe, if I follow with that, which I set up for myself, I wouldn't be able to stand on the stage and talk to you guys tonight. 
Guys, that, that, that freedom is possible. Healing in, this, in, in, the, in all the deepest areas of our hearts is possible tonight. I'm just going to ask if the band would come up. I think we have an awesome opportunity tonight. It's just, it's just an honest conversation that we're having. To be able to look at these things in our lives and say no more. Say, I, I can't run from this. I can't hide from this. I need to deal with this starting today. And I believe that there's people in this room that are going to walk out of here like a burden lifted. And I believe there's also people in this room that it might be a journey for you. But regardless, this is not something we have to do alone. That our hurts don't define us when Jesus redefines us. And I, I just want that to be deep in all of our hearts tonight because we all need it. Every, these, this band, Doug, me, everyone on staff here, we need this equally. We're, no one is better than anyone here tonight. The band is going to play a song. It's called Beautiful Things. And so many times in our lives, we feel like, man, like the, the stuff, the garbage that happened to me, that God can't do anything with that. And the reason why I, I love this song, the reason why I think this song can offer so much hope is that God created, it says, you make beautiful things out of the dust. You make beautiful things out of us. And tonight, I believe that, that the situations in your life, the things that didn't go good, the things that, that weren't the model happy life that has happened to you, that God can take those things and use them for good, that God can heal you from that, God can take a terrible thing and, and make it beautiful. So as the band just plays this song, I just allow God, say, God, just declare that tonight. Let that be something, where, no matter where you find yourself, man, just sing that out and say, God, you make beautiful things, even out of me, out of my hurt, out of everything that's happened to me thus far, you can do it in my life. And let that be something that just gives you hope tonight. Let's just pray. God, we recognize you as healer. And God, we thank you that you desire to be close with us. God, that you desire to just know the deepest parts of ourselves. God, we don't want to run from you anymore. God, we don't want to be that, that toddler that refuses to go to their father for healing, but we want to be those people that learn how to respond to a God that's so loving, to a God that wants to pour his love and his spirit into our hurt hurting situations. So God, I just pray as, as we just kind of have worship and we go into the prayer time later on, God, that your presence, God, would just bring healing to us. God, simple as that. That, that chains in our lives, the words that people said to us, the, ex the experiences that we may experience, the things that we may even be going through now, God, that we'd be able to receive peace and a new definite definition from you tonight, God. And we thank you so much that you are willing to do this. So God, we just pray all this in the name of Jesus that, you would, that your way would be accomplished tonight. Amen.